For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Hello and welcome to the Movie Graveyard. We have an end of summer special for you. We're going to deviate a little more from the regular formula of bringing out those old video store classics that you got tired. We're going to bring one out that not a lot of people have actually probably seen in a very long time. Ain't that right, Zach? Holy shit, we are doing one of the greatest fucking comedy specials ever. Fucking, yeah. I guess you could consider this a comedy special. Yeah, it was a comedy special, yeah. Fucking uh, the Tom Green Subway Monkey Hour. Yeah. You know, you know what's so funny, and I, I guarantee it's like this for a lot of people. This fucking thing it made me dumber because it, it, I, I got accustomed to thinking an hour was fifty minutes because this is only fifty minutes. They had to take out ten minutes for the commercial. Right. So fucking, but my brain didn't understand that as a child. Yeah, you just thought it was the legit Subway Monkey Hour. Exactly. Fucking, I, it wasn't until like two years ago I found out fifty minutes actually isn't an hour. And and then because we have the DVDs, if you go to the DVD, it's like bonus scenes, and you go and they're just scenes from the TV show. They're not even Monkey Hour bonus. <laughs> that's fucking. That's genius. I know. Like they just has the same. Like there is the one where he went to Dodger Stadium with a Japanese tour group. Like I guess they thought thematically that fit, but the rest are just all the regular bits, like the smoking baby and all that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, very 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 high testosterone. And that's really what we want to do. You know, we, we've covered a couple television projects on the show before with the V miniseries and some other things. But we really wanted to go to like probably the most Kino thing that's ever been put on television because not only was it, uh, you know, entertaining, it was educational, wasn't it, Zach? It was. Fucking, you still got your MTV DVD collection DVD? Yes, baby. I was I was looking at it like like apparently I got one of the first editions because it has like the little like insert inside like the little mini poster that remember early DVDs used to come with but then after a while they never came with them anymore. Oh yes. Yeah. Fucking the, the cover on this thing is literally fucking Tom Green holding a real monkey, fucking uh, head. It, that monkey. That it, it, I I was thinking that was a live monkey. They were just. It's still... like a baboon though, baby. It's obviously dead. It, uh, fucking, I was thinking it looks like it's about to rip his face off right after they stop taking those pictures. Like they probably went through the prop house and, find, and looked at all the baboon carcasses that they could, and they got like the one that looked the most fearsome, like it would rip your dick off. Mm, exactly. All right, so we're going to go ahead and roll it. Uh, this is a um, not quite feature length, but you know, wh- what are you going to do? Sometimes the best films uh, are under feature length. Mm-hmm. The most Kino, but uh, we got to pause at the one second mark when you hit play on the DVD. It just literally cuts to a title card of Japan, and then the narrator is going to start telling you some facts about Japan. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say one, two, three, go. When you hear me say go, uh, please uh, hit it on your uh, Blu-ray remote or on your YouTube play button because I'm sure it's probably <laughs> been bootlegged a million times all over the internet. Same. Same. All right, everybody, one, two, three, go. All right. Oh. My God! Look fucking, how keen of this this old uh, stock footage of Japan. Exactly the fucking the the nostalgia, the vibes going on right yeah. now. The 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 uh, far east vibes going on. The fucking square aspect ratio. Look oh at yeah. That. <laughs> he's got look, he's got an emo haircut. Was he into emo at this point in his career? I think this is where his hair started getting real messy and he started growing it out. Yeah, but he um, is. He is clearly into like Thursday, yeah. At this point in his life, fucking. 
his favorite album is like fucking Full Collapse. Yeah. The fucking I prefer the the next one more all the time. I think it's the better Thursday album. Yeah. Like I remember like when he did like re- pretty much his whole Canadian show for the few times where he would shave his head like on air. He'd always had kind of like the same like bowl haircut, but then by the time he was like married to Drew Barrymore, he was growing his hair out long and just letting it get all shaggy and shit. Exactly. He he realized he fucking he made it as a man. Yeah. And now you just let it all go. Because I mean, he's actually still wearing his Drew Barrymore wedding ring here. Is he really? Yeah. Throughout the were whole they, special. Were they already broken up? Uh no, I think they were still together at this point. I think okay. it was probably like a year after this they got divorced. When our house burned down. It was probably Tom who burned it down. A lot of people don't talk about that, but I'm sure he was fucking around with some fire and flames and burned it down. Oh, I thought you were implying that fucking Drew Barrymore found out he was fucking around on her and she oh, burned no. it down. Out of spite. <laughs> I mean, he was probably like playing some jokes in the kitchen yeah. <laughs> and probably burned it down. Exactly. This is kind of funny. He, he went to like... Uh, Monkey Park. Yeah, and fucking dressed as Godzilla and like a... It's kind of like a furry costume. Not really. Yeah, it's like a, pajama, a fancy pajama. And, like, it's funny that him and the whole TV crew just walked into the park without paying. And at first they're like, you got to go back and pay. And he's pretending. This is the beginning of all the uh, the not pretending like anybody knows what each other is saying. And then she, then she gets freaked out, though, that he's got to take the Godzilla costume off. And mm-hmm. he's like, why? Is it going to frighten the monkeys? <laughs> exactly. And they're just like, do you think it was just culturally insensitive to them that he was wearing a Godzilla? Because it's really not Godzilla. It's like, it's just like a, a, a fakey Godzilla dinosaur costume. It might be because they felt they were just going to scare them all. Who yeah. knows? Maybe, maybe you can't disrespect Godzilla in Japan. Yeah. Like if he would have come out with a movie accurate costume, they would have been fine with it. Like a big, you know. It's possible, yeah. So then he just ends up taking all his clothes off. They want him to take the Godzilla suit on, but then he takes all his clothes off, and you know he's just down to his underwear and socks. And then they're begging him to put his clothes back on. I thought this was the, like one of the funniest parts of the special. Oh yeah, I'm just waiting to see his dick come out of that fucking little hole, that little slit in your boxer yeah. shorts. Yeah. So I'm. I was going to save this for the end of the um, the the episode, Zach. But I'm going to reveal our plans. We are actually planning you and I to go to Tokyo and well, actually they go all over, not just Tokyo, it's really Japan. We're going to go to Japan in the next couple of years and we're actually going to remake this film. We are. Yeah. Shot for shot remake though. It's, it's going to be Gus Van Sant psycho style. It is. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're so much better than me. You're so yeah. much better than me at this, at this shit. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't keep that one going. That was that was just too absurd for me. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. How much do you think it's going? Like how like how big do we, do I have to? Because I was looking at the page yesterday. How big do I have to make the GoFundMe to get us both over to go to all these locations, the exact same restaurants and monkey tours and whatnot? We should try to get all the same people too. Yeah, like all the people that are in the restaurants and shit. Get them like years later and have that like mm. fucking sequel bait. Yeah. What's that thing they do for like the? <laughs> This is one of the. This is one of my favorite parts of the movie special. Actually, were you laughing at this at all? Yeah, where he he shows how they sleep because this is a real thing. How they sl- slurp the noodles like all loud. This shot is so funny yeah. where he's doing this, and that kid looks like he just had so he's had enough. Yeah, of course they oh. show that they use cock lard. 
<laughs> this is so funny. And he's he's like a, like a punk rock Japanese kid too. So you think he would know who Tom is, but he's just so disgusted. Like you, you see him break character there. Yeah, yeah. Tom. And then he couldn't help it because he saw like how fucking grossed out they were by his shit. I think you he heard the camera guy laugh too. Yeah. But but what's funny is he breaks character and the kid next to him still doesn't laugh. He's just no. like, oh, yeah. I'm so done with this. Because he was just sitting down at everybody's table, just like bursting in on their shit. I gotta mm-hmm. admit though, every time I watch that scene, it makes me want to go because like like I never really been to a noodle shop. Like I, there was a few in L.A. Like right before I moved away from L.A. that popped up around the movie theaters and shit. And like I never went to one of those. It oddly did want me to try noodles. Yeah. Fucking just slurp that shit. Let that shit slurp. Yeah. Like the sound that kid makes when he goes, I heard they had to pump the cum out of her stomach in Rob Zombie's Halloween. <laughs> that, that noise that kid makes. Why do you make a slurp sound? Pumping cum. Yeah. And then he, he, Maybe. He, he like takes his fist and like opens it. It's like, what are you yeah. You know what's so stupid when you see like bullies and shit and they're always like making fun of slutty girls? It's like in real life, like like why like those are the girls you should be hanging out with exactly because like when you're in high school you're not going to marry any of those girls like you just want to fuck them you know what i mean exactly you just want to do a big calm i love this part where the the tour shows they go to like a really ugly demon statue and tom just screams and he gets scared and he runs away and he's screaming all the way up these like giant steps how culturally insensitive do you think he's being and then he laughs when the guy falls down the steps some businessman guy and then he starts yelling the laughter out of a megaphone. What's really weird about this special, though, is like there's sometimes where he like really, really fucks with people and they're super good natured, and there's other times where he doesn't do that much and people get pissed. It's really weird, like the Japanese people's reactions. Uh huh. Probably depends on the, the type of day someone's having when you yeah. meet them. Yeah. I think he's talking about like if this special is culturally insensitive. I actually think the voiceover shit that the narrator says like is actually the most culturally inappropriate shit it's kind of it has the motif of like fucking it's telling us something being educational but he's saying things that are like goofy like yeah like he's always saying like like there's that one part where he's saying um i think it's later but he's saying that like all japanese people want to be american which obviously is not fucking true (laughs) (laughs) this part fucking where he's just singing the song yeah. <laughs> How long this goes on where he's turning the fucking the, the knob off on the mic and then going back down the fucking <laughs> The guy's trying to stop. But like this is what I mean though, like this guy is just like so good natured. Like he fucks with them for like five minutes straight. Like like it goes on for so long that they actually just cut the bit and he's still doing it. Like who knows how long this went on. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, he could probably go around and start doing it again now, but like isn't it awesome that like at some certain point in time like nobody knew who tom green was and he could just go to any city in the world and do this shit mm-hmm. i remember that i remember like fucking just all of a sudden like uh i i brought this up before i'm pretty sure but i think uh with like the sasha baron cohen guy fucking yeah. uh bull rat and stuff i think fucking uh if tom green would have been fucking uh, on the cutting edge of that idea and fucking made like a uh, fucking uh, pretty got fingered, like real people's reaction. Yeah. Fucking type of stuff. Like the movie probably would be still talked about to this day, maybe. Yeah. How scary is it that Freddy got fingered his own by Disney now? 
Fucking that is insane. I think I have to complain about Disney on every single episode. Like, no kidding, I really do. And it's it's. I'm sure the listeners are so damn sick of hearing it, but it's like they really do affect everything. Now they're now they're fucking up our chances of ever getting Freddy Got Fingered on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Freddy Got Fingered on Blu-ray. That's just something that sounds so fucking good to the ears. It does. I'm practically coming out of every fucking pore in my body right now. I would do a big game if we got Freddy Got Fingered 4K. Hell yeah. And I don't even really like 4K that much, honestly. But for Freddy Got <laughs> Fingered, it would be amazing. This part where they're like, yeah. fucking the, the monkeys trying to steal their food. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> like just stealing tons of it. And what's funny is like, these are like wild monkeys out on the side of the road, and they're still trained to steal human food. Did you see when he closed the door, that one monkey like jumped out? Like <laughs> Jumped like, out really? Like, there wasn't even like room. I remember when me and my dad were watching this. We were amazed by that. We kept rewinding it. We couldn't believe that he jumped out as the door was closing. Like, how did he even <laughs> fit? You know what I mean? He was fucking quick. Yeah, he was. Another oh. one stays in there. Another one bites the dust. Yeah, I think this is my favorite part where they trap the monkey. But yeah, here's here's a great thing with the Godzilla costume. He's he's at the Tokyo airport. They have like some kind of mock up of little airplanes and little cars driving around. He gets to mm-hmm. do his Godzilla homage. And then the best part is at the end, he takes off the helmet. He goes, "How was my acting?" <laughs> like it wasn't even that funny though. He did that. I like how they keep calling it too with the label of Japan t- Subway Monkey Hour Japan. Like, like you couldn't do Subway Monkey Hour anywhere but Japan. Exactly. This is probably the most. What did you say? Uh, boundary pushing part of the special at the the sushi restaurant. When I went back and watched it, this was one that I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember the." This was yeah. the one that stuck with me. So there's like a conveyor belt that goes around this. Like we have a thing like this actually here, but it, but here it's like they're little water boats that go around on like a like a little a river, and and you take the stuff off though. But you got it's hard though because you got to grab that shit before it like flies away. But yeah, he puts um. A small video camera, a, a vibrating dildo turned on, and then also a walkie-talkie. So as it goes around to everybody in front of everybody in the restaurant, he's saying through the talk, walkie-talkie, I'm a dildo, I'm a dildo. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the chef like pulls it out. And, and the, the waitress comes and goes, are these your things? The walkie-talkie and camera and dildo. And he's got the other walkie-talkie. He's like, oh, no, these aren't my thing. Oh, this is my thing. But, but he lets her keep the dildo. I thought that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine how much that dodo would go for on eBay right now if that lady kept it. Well, let's try to fucking make a replica and just see how yeah. much it would sell for. Yeah, just fake it. Yeah, that's or how we'll that's how we'll fund our our remake. To we'll just sell the fake yeah. dodo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what, what, was... So this is like the, probably the closest they got in trouble because the sushi chef guy was like, as they were leaving and trying to get out of there before they got in trouble, he was going, "Come back here! Come back here!" Like mm-hmm. I think they were, I think they had called the cops on him. Yeah, fucking, uh, I like that. Uh, he's just saying I'm a dildo too. Like yeah. when you think about the bit, it's like, what would a dildo that could talk say? Yeah, what would it's, it's, that's clearly what it would say. They don't talk him that much, but I really like this guy who's like his translator in a couple of the bits. This this older guy, he's he's got a good sense of humor. Is he the same guy that takes him to the CV shit right here? Yeah, yeah. Oh wait, oh, this is it. Did yeah, you see the way he? He turned around and looked at the camera. I know. It's so sinister. So they go to like this tiny shitty apartment where there's another old Japanese guy who's selling schoolgirls panties. So fucked up. 
I want to do this though when you go to Japan. I mean, assuming it's not illegal, I actually don't think it is. I've heard of people doing. He this. set it up. He set it up saying like, "This is shady shit. I don't yeah. know if this is legal." Yeah. And then the guy's going, "Don't film me. I don't want people to know I do this." And Tom's like, "You don't want people to know you sell women's panties." But they give you the photos. Like the panties all come in the like a little baggie, and you get the photo of the girl who wore it. So that's pretty cool. It looks so sinister. Like they just fucking did. They steal these out of a girl's house and then just take a picture. No, I I think I think what the guy does is like he pays them. He's like, here's a pair of panties. Wear it for a day. Because Tom asks him, are they washed? He goes, no, they're not washed. They smell like the woman's scent. And they're like, her special spot. Yeah. The funniest part though is the way Tom buys it. He looks at it. He's like, oh, these look pretty good. I guess these are good. And then, then there's like a schoolgirl outfit, but Tom thinks it's a McDonald's outfit, and he goes, "What's that one smell like? Big Macs?" <laughs> I like how he's like, "Oh yeah, these look." Good. And he tells his translator, "Yeah, I'm gonna give these panties to my mom for a Christmas gift." <laughs> it feels so. Weird. This is funny. Yeah. Like it just cuts to him playing. And some nightclub, yeah. There's a band playing, and he's taking over the keyboard, and he's just like making random sounds on the keyboard and screaming, and just the crowd just standing there with their arms folded, being like, "What the fuck's going on?" What's so funny is that in today's day and age, he might this might be considered like fucking the, like so ahead of his time. I know. I was gonna say, do you think that Japanese guy in that shitty apartment, the way he was selling those panties, do you think he invented OnlyFans by doing that? In a way, yeah. yeah. Now we're, we're back to the conclusion of the monkey trapped in the van. This is funny. Why did they leave the monkey in there instead of just letting it out and walk up? Did they, did they just want the monkey to shit in the van a lot? I think so. They just wanted him to shit. Because like, they waited. Now it's like almost dark. Like They got the lights mm-hmm. on him now because it was daytime when they trapped him in. I think they were going to figure out once he got in there, like what were they going to do with him? And like Tom has a bundle up with leather jackets and gloves on, and he puts a, a, like, a fish costume head on because, of course, the monkey's going to attack him. You could tell um, how scared Tom was to get in there with him. Yeah. That, that was, that's what you think. Like, fucking, we got a monkey yeah. in the van. What do we do? Let's fucking Tom get in the van. That would yeah. be funny. Yeah, you so, know, the producer's telling him to do shit like so that. It, it comes to him wearing a leather jacket. Because, yeah. of course, you would wear a leather jacket. Yeah. That so, shit's scary. Oh, I'd be wearing I like it, too, is, like, they show you the behind the scenes. Now they're trying to figure out how to end the bit. And he's like, well, like, what do we do? Like, we can't drive away with it because then it's going to keep it away from its family. He's like, we can't t- just take it somewhere. He's like, how about we release it? Why don't we just release it? And the guys are like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, do you think that was reverse psychology? Like, they were trying to, like, yeah. pretend, like, fucking, that wasn't their only fucking course of action? Like, fucking, like oh. obviously, yeah, Tom always looks like the asshole the way he goes up and fucks with people. But he's, like, the most humane person here. Like, they're like, just kill it. Just fucking kill it. <laughs> Rape it, Tom. <laughs> fucking just, like you're bashing skull in with a fucking lead pipe. Yeah. And this is where Tom shows how much it's shit in the van. Mm. I mean, and I was thinking because I mean I don't know how much monkey shit or maybe it was just the stress of it was making it go crazy, but it did shit everywhere. Okay. And the fact that it shit and then hit it in like this little travel bag that they have that was weird too. It hit <laughs> it hit its shit in, inside a zipper compartment and like a backpack. The monkey has shame. Yeah. Or does it? Was he just trying to make you find it? Might have been. He could have been. He might have been trying would... to tidy up after himself. 
watching stuff like this really fucks with me because it's just yeah. like the idea of doing that in real life. Yeah. It's already so nerve wracking. Yeah. <laughs> so now he's doing a performance off piano and he does bad on purpose. But it makes it seem like though, like yeah, he's like on the stage and there's people seated, but it, this looks like it's at like a piano convention because later on he keeps going around at like different booths where they have different like musical instruments set up and they like, showcase. It's like a that chick in like, the long that chick in the long shirt was Stacy. There's a lot of Stacys in here. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, I stopped you. I no, I was just gonna say it's like a trade event, so it's it's not like he's like giving a concert somewhere. He's just in like invading like a like a trade event yeah. where people are showing off like instruments to buy and sell. And how stores. much is this? How much of this comes off as just annoying? I think pretty. I think this part, like when I was watching it last night, I was like, yeah, this is like mostly annoying. Like it's not even really funny, but. But it, what's funny is the is like the women don't really and like the guy comes he's like oh don't talk to them don't do this like whatever, and then Tom starts told him a bunch of jibber jabber about like <laughs> bringing back gaming boards and all this weird shit. <laughs> yeah, I got a kind of a chuckle out of this because you can see how awkward they think it is, and yeah. they're just like, "What is happening?" I know. And you just won't stop doing it. But you, could you imagine though, like if you were somewhere and like a foreign person, because obviously, like not everybody, you know, like, like Japan's not like other countries where like half the speak, people speak English. Like some of a lot of people do, but you could tell they they speak very limited. But um, like yeah, like like what would you do if like just a person from a foreign country came up to you here and was like acting like this? I would fucking love it. Like I would just be all about it. I wouldn't even be like trying to shoo them away. You know what I mean? It depends on the, the mood you're in. Because there are some days where it's like, I can see people being like, fucking fuck this guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like my dad, my dad's reaction to the talk was just like, fuck hell. He seems like such a dick. Yeah. And there was always those people too that would just say all he ever did was scream. And like, I'm like, well, like, I mean, on some things, but like, there was a lot of shit where he actually came up with like really kind of clever shit to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. It's an acquired taste. Yeah. Maybe, I loved maybe it it's from, not. Yeah, I loved it from the beginning. I did too. Yeah. I remember when I stumbled across it. It was like probably the first episode that they aired on MTV. Like most Americans, I found out about him through MTV. And I remember like it was so weird. Like I thought he was Ronald Reagan's son, Ronald Reagan Jr. Like because he had to talk for a while. I was like, that looks like him. Is that him? I was like, and then it was like Tom Green. Show. I was like, who the fuck is Tom Green? And like I had to look it up. Okay. I was surprised this one is like poorly as it did where he goes to work at the hamburger shop because i mean obviously like they let him in there to like fuck around and videotape it yeah so, so yeah he just he just fries a couple burger patties and he gives them to a guy and like a couple ashtrays instead of a bun he's like here here's the ashtray burger <laughs> and, and then he gives him like another like hamburger like straight onto the guy's hand and it's obviously hot and burns his hand and like they bring the manager out to like talk to this guy, but this guy gets super fucking pissed at the end. Like, there's obviously a lot that they didn't show, but like, mm. at first the guy's just kind of like, "What is this? This is weird." But then he's like, he leaves like super fucking pissed at Tom. <laughs> he's putting so much ketchup on the patty that's just in his hand. Like, <laughs> do you think he was just playing it off like, "Oh, I'm a foreigner and I'm learning stuff"? Like, I, I think that's what they were doing. I think that's what they're doing because because even the manager of the restaurant like kind of asked them to go. Which, by the way, this is like a McDonald's type hamburger place, and the manager's like wearing a like a legit suit and shit. And Tom's like, "Should we just go now?" Like, like it just got so awkward. He was, he, his wardrobe looked like it was directly from the scene where he's wearing the exact same thing and fucking Freddy got fingers. 
Oh yeah, where he works at the the whatever fast food mm-hmm. restaurant, and he's like, "I just want a chicken sandwich, Dad." Yeah, and he sees his fucking Betty fucking learn to to fly to go fast. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I thought this was like kind of like some of the most hackish shit was when he's singing taking care of visit like it's just like so obvious like it's like the lowest level tom green shit i'm surprised he even bothered to try to do this <laughs> I, I forgot this was in here yeah he's disrespecting elvis yeah but he's doing it at some like i can't really tell what it is but it's like some japanese shopping mall temple park tourist attraction and like the people that work there like they get really pissed like it, it seems like the people get the pissed more pissed here like the japanese people like depending what the setting is that he's doing this shit yeah it's kind of like he was pussy right before pussy right remember yeah how they would pussy right when they would (laughs) show up and show their vaginas and play their shitty punk rock music genius yeah i I I would let them all come all over me oh yeah i i would let them dump somebody else's come all over me yeah or the vagina Mm. I saw this old dude here, man. Look like a character out of a science fiction movie. I was like, man, that guy's probably not even alive anymore. It's him working overtime. Work out. I like how he starts pointing to people. He's taking care of business. Woo. <laughs> this is a weird bit. Like, yeah. yeah. They, they come to shut him up and he's just like, fucking, oh, this wasn't where I was supposed to perform. Yeah, he I keeps guess. telling that Randy booked him to play here. And there's a part where he like walks away and it looks like he breaks his ankle and yeah, those heels. Yeah. yeah. But but they never acknowledge it, so I assume he didn't. The, the the actually funniest part of all this is this business owner guy comes out and he's like super nice and he speaks some English with Tom. And uh Tom's like doing a bit like, Oh yeah, I was booked a player. He's he's like he's like, But am I am I still gonna get paid? And the guy's like, Well, I don't know. <laughs> guy's a king. He is. I like the, I like his buddy too thing. in the red jacket who like dyed his hair orange. Like that's like that like I mean I don't know too much about Japanese culture, but I know it's a lot of people dye their hair orange there. He's going for the Wesker look from yeah. the fucking opening cutscene from Resident Evil Director's Cut. Oh, I thought Wesker was a character originated from Dead by Daylight because that's where he's running around nowadays. Oh, is he? Yeah, they got him in there. He's like the worst killer ever made, so like nobody ever buys him. Fucking, he's jumping yeah. through franchises. This is where it looks like he yeah he, he busts his fucking ankle. Yeah. I looked uncomfortable the way he's he rolled his ankle like... big time. Yeah, <laughs> he's laughing just because he fucking busts his ankle. It almost looks like he's trying to get crutches to get out of there. I know. <laughs> and he's got the fucking extension cord tangled all up in his high heels. What got... what's some of your favorite uh, Tom Green bits? Oh. Do you think of? The well, it's like some of them are like the really old, like um, uh, Canadian bits. Like, I think probably the my favorite one was this one he called it really wasn't even a bit, but he called it the Canterbury Tales, where he was in a dress and he had a wig on and he was like drawing, he was like walking around uh, the streets of Canada and he was pulling like all these like cow skulls <laughs> and he would like just go to like, like, uh, you know, like those little restaurants that have like tables outside. And yeah. he would like he would like pull the cow skulls and like they were rotting and had flesh on him. He was just going ah, ah, <laughs> like in front of people like eating dinner and shit. And then he was like getting in like water fountains and shit. It's like how are you guys not laughing? Don't you get it? The joke? Yeah, I know, I know. And then there was like the one 
uh, it's another kind of obscure one where him and that Derek guy were, were playing with celery generals where like you made these little stick figures out of celery and um, and uh, put like tomato heads on them and like they were like I forget where they're doing but they're like putting them on a highway and watching them get run over by trucks and shit <laughs> it was it was kind of goofy but I mean there's obviously the classics like Slutmobile and all that shit like that's the shit that got you in the Tom Green but I kind of like more like just the obscure ones where it was just really there was one too it was it wasn't really a bit like you know how his canadian show he did the um the uh oh let's skip this is one of my favorite parts here where he's he takes the girl's energy drink on the subway and he says energy 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 and like the girl doesn't obviously understand english so he keeps pointing to her drink and she's trying to like drink it and and she's pretending to drink it even though it's clearly fucking empty and uh she, she's like so awkward <laughs> on the she's spot. really like she's really like not comfortable yeah yeah he keeps pointing, so she looks at it and it's like she literally runs away on the next stop so then he starts talking to the guy next to him and this is this is where it gets really weird because tom's like oh women right ha 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 and he's just like doing this fake laugh and the guy the, the japanese guy because tom's like humping the air and doing all this weird shit the japanese guy goes yes there are some men that are queer <laughs> <laughs> Tom, Tom's because Tom's got his arm around. He's like, "Oh, queers." He's like, "Yes, queer." <laughs> and I, I still don't understand what this guy was saying. Was he telling Tom he was gay, or was he saying that he thought Tom was gay? It, it looks like they, they probably cut out a long segment where yeah. he was trying to talk to him and get him to tell him some shit. Yeah. And the, the guy probably just it probably ended like that. Like, fucking, yeah. are you trying to hit on me, baby? Yeah, but they want to get fucked by Tom Green. There was this one, um, it was like the end of an episode where the, like, they used to film with like a studio audience. It was like this little public access studio, like I guess after Tom had been on for a while and he had gotten some people. Because later he did do one that was like in a real studio, like a big TV studio, but this was like his kind of smaller one. Mm-hmm. And um, they like followed, the camera followed him backstage. You know, he was like, where the, like they had a desk and everything, like a late night talk show. And he was like, he went in and I guess they had somebody shit in the, like the bathroom down the hall. So the, ca- the camera followed him back there and he pulled the guy's shit out of the uh the toilet and then he walked around like in the crowd like the studio audience crowd saying like look at it it's shit in my hand it's shit whatever and then like one guy reached up and touched the shit and then he, the guy fucking realized it was real and he looked at his finger and he had shit on his hand on his finger and tom was like there you go i bet you didn't think that was real did you <laughs> i don't know like could it have been real well, oh it, it was definitely real i mean it was real shit like because, like, the way people are reacting to the smell of it and just, like, uh, Tom would especially back then, Tom wouldn't have done it if it wasn't real, you know what I mean? Exactly. But the, the guy was definitely thinking, like, they can't yeah, yeah, have that's what the shit here. That would be against the rules. It would be against regulations. Yeah. Before or he just wanted to show how tough he was. Because, like, the guy, when he had the shit on his finger, he totally realized, like, oh, I fucked up. <laughs> mm-hmm. He was like those people in the, the fucking uh, Woodstock 99 who yeah. thought they were fucking dancing in the mud but then uh, i have the box set of, of like his later uh, ones where he was like they released a box set of his canadian shows where like where they, they you know it was much different like uh it was longer than like what his mtv show was but mm-hmm. uh he had this he had a couple of cool desks and he would always kind of destroy the desk at the end of the season but he had this cool desk that was basically like the top of the desk had like like little plastic borders around it and he had like guinea pigs and shit running around on the desk while he was like interviewing people it was cool this part's kind of funny yeah like i thought this was weird because he he's gonna play uh drums with this band aqua juice 
and he starts out and at first like they're playing a song and i thought he played drums pretty good like it, it felt it felt like where he was playing what he was playing kind of fit with what they were playing and then they just stopped and they're just like okay like i don't know if like they wanted him to get off stage so then then the show just becomes tom just by himself playing the drums and he starts playing obviously the kind of more terrible goofy parts and is then, that how it happened yeah, that's how it seems like. Cause like the the, the guy was playing guitar and the and the keyboard was playing at, at the beginning, but like yeah, like I don't know. I guess they just got tired of him and like, or maybe they thought he was going to come up for one song and he just wouldn't get off stage. And then yeah, finally they started trying to pull him off stage and he just keeps trying to go and stuff. I was thinking like he was purposely trying to sabotage like it, so that like it whenever as soon as they started getting at the rhythm of what he's going to do, he started changing it and then yeah. like made it too hard to. <laughs> I mean, it might have been, but they they were just playing some kind of ambient shit at the beginning. Like, I thought it sounded pretty good, actually. I was surprised. And then he just won't stop. And and he, gets, he gets, like, more robotic, like, So much of his comedy is basically trying to get every moment to be super awkward. I know. <laughs> the, the way this guy keeps pulling over the drums, trying to pull them off. He's, he basically just tries to make it go on as long as he possibly can. I know. So the guy wrestles him down to the ground. You know, Music genius. Every time, like, we revisit this shit, because, like, Tom Green's one of my favorite, you know, comedy personalities of all time. Well, I always yeah. think, like, what are people into now? And it's like, obviously, Tom Green got kind of, like, passed by in the culture by like jackass and then after jackass there was really nothing afterwards but there really is like no comedy now i mean there's just like sitcoms and shit but i mean those have been around since the 1940s you know mm -hmm. i love the look on that guy's face at the end he looks like he was just like fucking wanted to kill him i know like he was super mad yeah. like you're ruining our show man there might be some record execs here <laughs> it's funny because there aren't, aren't any there ever no it was funny too because like this store where the mannequins are all wearing afro wigs and tom takes one off a mannequin and he's wearing it and he's trying to walk out and he keeps telling the guy no this is my hair and he's like no give me the wig back and he's like no this is my hair but like what a what a weird ass like if you think about asia where like i mean not to be stereotypical but everybody has straight hair there that i can pretty much see and like mm -hmm. why would they have mannequins with afros you know what i mean like it's kind of weird that's gonna sell well they fucking exotic people like exotic shit yeah. buy that shit up now they're like in this like looks like a subway station shopping mall <laughs> this, yeah. this is one of my favorite parts <laughs> yeah this is one of the most Tom Green parts where this dancing Santa Claus figure is like animatronic and it's like sways back and forth and he just like touches his dick the whole time and then he backs up his ass on it and then eventually he just puts his face in the crotch of it and everybody's always like <laughs> It's it's just because of the culture too because but yeah. it's so weird because it's like a, a dancing Santa Claus he's moving his hips back and forth <laughs> and it's saying what, what's the song it's playing yeah it's like my old Rose Carol it's not even a Christmas song it's like my old Rose Carolina would sing a girl like it's just some like weird almost like and it's it's just like the cultural whatever you know translation from like whoever made this for Japan it's just so strange it's so funny I I love this like this. This shit of the, the, the it never was fun. Fucking the, the Santa Claus just smiling off, dancing, moving his head back and forth. Really I weird. I wonder 
while I was watching it, seeing it again, I was wondering, do you think that's the actual thing that was recorded on it, or do you think they, like, used a royalty That's what I always wondered, is, like, it actually played, like, a a Christmas song or something that was copyright, yeah. I like that little outtake when he was, like, doing the the Elvis shit on the street, and just those schoolgirls, he kept going, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, and Mm -hmm. then they start doing it back to him. I thought that was funny. Exactly. Here's the subway part of the subway monkey hour. Yeah, finally. You've seen the monks go wild and shit in the van. Now you get to see the subway antics. Making us wait fucking until... I know. Until we climax. Exactly. And he just shows off his whistle to this guy. And and it makes it go on until it's super awkward. Well, you know Japan is very high-tech, too, going back to the dancing Santa Claus figure, the way Tom was putting his face in the crotch and his butt in the crotch... Do you think that Japanese Santa Claus uh, animatronic was so uh, complex that it was actually able to come from him doing that? I hope so. One can only hope. This was was one of my favorite parts. I thought this was funny, too, where where they talk about Kabuki Theater, because this is super, super accidental, you can tell. Because Tom (laughs) Tom was just wearing this string mask on the top of his head like a hat. And this this Japanese guy's trying to explain to him what that character is in theater. So that he takes Tom's mask and he puts it on and this puts his uh, shawl over his head and he starts doing this doot 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 like that's the noise they make like you know the traditional like kabuki puppet theater <laughs> and, and then, then Tom copies it perfectly and the guy's like yeah yeah that's it I like how Tom goes yeah this guy's explaining to me what I've been wearing on my head for twelve hours <laughs> <laughs> they light up like. They light up really bright. Like fucking, they, they, they love this shit when he starts doing it. And mm-hmm. then they walk out. <laughs> He's just like, Tom's, what just happened? Yeah, Tom's like, what just happened? Tom was actually weird. You think Tom being the crazy guy that he is, he would um, be all about like meeting a person with personality. Yeah. This, this, is, this part probably aged the worst. The fork costume? Basically, basically it opens up by telling us that these are like fucking homeless people. And they're sleeping in these, like, compartments. <laughs> they're not homeless people. They're, like, uh, business travelers and shit with a capsule hotel. It's just, oh, like, is that what it said? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a low cost. I've, I've looked at I've actually watched videos of people in capsule hotels. I always wanted to stay in one. Fuck okay, it. This hasn't aged poorly, then. No, it's, it's actually funny. really, really, really. <laughs> you thought they were homeless? They're all, like, <laughs> nice. I mean, they're not dressed because they're in their underwear and shit, but they're, like, nicely groomed businessmen. What's funny is we we don't even do this for the home. But no, the, no, we can't even be bothered to do this in America. Fucking uh, uh the, the the funniest part of this bit is he just starts fucking like throwing up, and this is because he has a sport he, costume that was choking him. Yeah, he, he says that's because the fork. He, he's playing it off like he don't know why, but obviously we could tell like, oh, that's why he he's talking like that. He's fucking drunk. Yeah, he's all, <laughs> Because it's just around his neck. It's not even like a helmet. I I figured like he's fucking drunk, and that's why he's talking like that. He's just fucking playing it off. Like, yeah. So the bit is that he's dressed like a fork, and he's promoting the use of the fork in Japan. Because most people, I guess, use chopsticks there. So he wakes this guy up at three o'clock a.m. in this capsule hotel, and he gives him a, a t-shirt that says "Go fork yourself." And the guy's just looking at it going, oh, uh-huh, yeah, fork, yeah. And finally the guy starts to realize, like, it's just a goofy bit. <laughs> he starts laughing. <laughs> when I thought this was, like, all homeless people, I thought, like, dude, this this fucking bit was made by, like, the guy from yeah. American Psycho himself. 
yeah. fucking like literally like fucking you know what you should do tom you should go into the, like where all the homeless people slip and give them this shit that says go fork yourself and it's a fork flipping them off yeah that'd be so funny is it, mean, it was way more mean-spirited you thought in your mind yeah. yeah, like like the 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 place I actually originally found out about capsule hotels was this movie called New Rose Hotel with Christopher Walken, um, Willem Dafoe, and Ozzy Argento, and um, it's basically about corporate espionage. And they take this street hooker and they try to train her to be a high class hooker to sabotage this Japanese guy who runs this big Japanese company. He's like a creative genius, and they want to fuck this company up. They're getting paid to sabotage him. And then, of course, like, Willem Dafoe falls in love with the hooker, played by Ozzy Argento, and then they get double-crossed, and they get fucked over, and I think Christopher Walken gets killed. So, like, uh, Willem Dafoe, like, three-fourths of the movie is, like, cutting back and forth to him hiding out in one of these capsule hotels, and he's, like, his the one he's in is even more fucked up than the one Tom Green went to. He's, like, almost in, a, like, a little barrel crouched in there, and he's just literally, like, replaying the ev- events of the movie in his head throughout the whole running time, and he's crying. And then I think there's one part where he actually fucking masturbates in there while he's crying. You think that's what the little monkey did in Donkey Kong Country whenever the second player died and he had to wait to fucking... Because you had to go break the barrel to let him out? You think that's what he did in there? Probably, most likely. It's probably a cultural thing. Oh, this is one of my favorite parts where he meets the clown and <laughs> the street clown. And, like, th- th- do you remember the street clown dude's voice? <laughs> Tom keeps telling him, you're a clown, you're a clown. He's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, oh yeah, I, I'm a clown. Like, it, it, this dude has the most effeminate fucking voice I've ever fucking heard. It's just like, like a woman's voice doesn't even sound like this. This guy is more woman than woman. It's fucking amazing. More woman than woman. And I think, okay. yeah, that, that Rob Zombie song. Exactly. <laughs> I, this plays to me like fucking, he's trying so hard. Like this, this makes me think that he had to know English a little bit to get yeah. this job. Yeah. And fucking Tom Green's testing that, <laughs> and fucking this guy's getting super fucking nervous. Yeah. Like he's gonna find out. He seems like the guy, the clown guy. He seems really young too. It seems like he's probably just like some twenty-year-old guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's funny. In my mind, it seems like Tom knows, and he's yeah. got to figure it out. Like this guy doesn't know English. He's supposed to know English, so he's trying to test him. But then Tom starts doing this weird shit with his mouth. He goes, bop, 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 bop. And then, like, the guy copies it perfectly. It's pretty fucking uncanny. And basically, the guy realized... I think what happened there is the guy realized, oh, this is a bit. So then yeah. he started doing it music-like. And yeah. then Tom's like, fuck, that's way too musical. I think they should have <laughs> took that guy around with them, like, the rest of the day. Yeah. It's like the fucking... Uh... This this is the fun. This, this part's weird too, but he like he just gets in the back of a truck, and then the know. people the people just take him home with him. And he's <laughs> it's, yeah, talking it's to him really at their weird. house because he's just like he runs by because there's like they're kind of out in the country. It looks like at this part, and like there's like a fire truck that's just doing some exercises, you know, some practice shit. And then the farmer guys come by, and they're like, "Yeah, just jump in the truck." This farmer guy and his wife. This is basically what the Tom Green movie should have been, like a fucking road movie, but yeah. it's like this, where they're just fucking filming shit and meeting weird people. Mm-hmm. I would have came. I would have too. There's still think, time. They could still make it. You think this might have been sad? Like those people like thought like, oh, some American got in the back of a car. He's got like a camera. Like, I, th- I guess we're going to die or something. Yeah. I, I don't I, I don't know what to say to him. Like they're sitting there talking to him. Like, are you guys going to kill us after we're done filming 
And yeah, so it turns out the guy is a chicken farmer, so he's going to take Tom down the road to show the chicken coop that he, like, works or whatever. And I thought it was amazing that the guy, to handle the chickens, he pretty much puts on a biohazard suit because, like, chicken shit is, like, really poisonous in, like, those big quantities where they're all shit. And it's, like, it just makes you think, like, then we eat them after they've been laying around and shit for months and months. And they taste delicious. Isn't that yeah, weird? They do. I ate some chicken this afternoon. They, they they fucking taste delicious. They taste great when they're like not even born too. Like eggs, eggs oh, are great yeah. too. When you scramble them and put salt and uh, Tabasco sauce on them. Exactly. It's so weird that we do that. I know. It's so good. it's so weird that people think salt or uh, um, eggs taste so good, but meanwhile we got to put so much shit on them just to make them edible. Fucking, I will eat, I will eat those hard boiled with nothing on them. You know what I like doing? Because I'm not really that crazy about hard-boiled eggs. Like, they're fine in salad or whatever. When Whenever we would... Um... This is that part. This is where the guy's throwing the... Obviously, there's no, like, fucking pita no, over here. No, you just throw the chicken. But, I mean, they land on their feet. They're like cats. They just land on their feet. But, like, what's that group of feathers right by the door where they're throwing them into it? I swear it looks like there's just a dead one laying by the door. He just picks up their shit. Yeah. I think they threw like 17 chickens in the van just to see how much they could shit. Because, of course, it's a rental. They don't care. And like now they're saying, like, oh, you know, <laughs> a monkey shit in here. No, a chicken shit. And this is the best part, too, where like to reward the guy for showing him his chickens. Like, he gives him a remote control car. And the guy's like, oh. And I mean, the guy's like in his 50s, maybe 60s. Like, he's really going to be playing with this weird fucking little remote control car. <laughs> And they just sit there pretending like, oh, this is the greatest gift ever. And the, whole, the whole camera crew sit there filming like, yeah. <laughs> but when I was a kid and we would make Easter eggs, you know, hard-boiled Easter eggs, like dye them and shit. And then nobody wanted to eat hard-boiled eggs, you know, especially a dozen of them for like a week or two. Like they would always go old and start to smell and we'd throw the majority of them away. So like as an adult when I did it, I came up with a genius way. This is how you get rid of them, BB. If you just don't want to eat plain hard-boiled eggs is... Get tortillas and some uh, pico de gallo. You make breakfast burritos out of them for like a week. And you can use like three eggs in each burrito. And it's perfect. Oh, yeah. You just like take them out of the shell. You mash them up into like little pieces. Um, oh, also, shred it, put shredded cheese in there. Microwave that shit for like 30 seconds. Like everything gets heated up, melt it, and then put the pico de gallo on up and then roll it up in a breakfast burrito. It is fucking delicious, BB. Fucking, you are making my mouth so wa- fucking water, like you're not yeah. gonna, it's gonna be so easy to suck your dick tonight, baby. I know. If we choose to do so. <clears throat> if we choose to. If we It's choose. our choice. Over the internet. It's my body, my choice. Exactly. It's just like OnlyFans, it's my choice. Mm-hmm. To pay, it's for, to make 300 bucks a month to show the world my pussy. I love this okay. too, where they talk about the, the machine says, why don't you have anything to drink? Choose one, making you feeling better. Making you better feeling. This better the, feeling. This is the most iconic scene to me. Yeah. Now this girl in the blue is so Stacy, I think. Big Stacy. Yeah. So basically, it's just like it, it's it's the translation for English people, but it doesn't like. Yeah. It, it's clearly like an afterthought. Yeah. So choose like, one, making you better feeling, and he just keeps saying it over and over, and he's rubbing his tummy. Choose one, making you better feeling, because obviously it's just grammatically kind of nonsense. <laughs> And he just says it to people as they walk up, and they yeah. just, they're like, what's so funny? And yeah. they're like, why do you keep saying? It's funny how the girls are, like, pointing the machine and laughing, like there was really anything funny about that machine. It's just the way he was he was acting. Oh, it's so fun. So fun. 
I remember I tried to show my dad that he's just shaking his head like. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. It's like I, I don't know. Why would you not want to laugh at them? I know. I, I I remember when the Tom Green show was on MTV, and it usually came on the middle of the week too. I think like Wednesday or Thursday. So like we would tape it because my dad was always off on Wednesday and Thursday. We would tape it and we'd be out to the movies and shit. And we always get home like around midnight, one o'clock, and we watch Tom Green. And like at the end of the night, it was the fucking best thing. You know who? You know who my dad really fucking hated? Who? He hated Bam Margera. Really? He hated that fucking kid that was beating up his dad on the on the. That's how he got introduced to him, and that makes sense. Like yeah. that hasn't aged well at all. Yeah, especially now when you realize like the dad was like way cooler than the son. <laughs> the son is having some hard times. Maybe that's what you have happens when you when you don't let him. Just... No, that's what happens when you just want to beat up on you. Yeah. I shouldn't do that either. Yeah. Here's the montage of, of Tom overly bowing to people and seeing how many times they'll bow. And, like, they speed it up. Because, but the, some of these people really bow to him, like, 20, 30 times. Yeah. I would if just I'm green. Yeah. I, I think we all do that, even if we we don't know we do it. We yeah, all bow to We need to start doing that in America, bowing to people. Exactly. This, this is where they start trying to, like, pad out the runtime because yeah. it needed to be an hour. Now they go to Japan Demonium, which is like another montage of just like the outtakes and shit. I wanted to see this part of him in the fish market where he's in the fish costume. That fish costume was awesome. These these look like homeless people here. They actually found some homeless people in Japan. Like they have this little camp. They're making food. They actually want Tom to go away. They don't want him to talk to them. (laughs) The part where he's walking around with the horse mask on looks pretty funny. Mm Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like winning he, yeah he's like winning at those girls and shit I like this though when he's in the fish market and he's like dancing to the guy like doing the like hey bid one two and like the guy just pushes him in the face yeah he just salted him yeah <laughs> he's not doing the I thought he was doing the he's, he's just like yodeling with yeah. the mask on and then they show this again. Did they yeah, forget just they like put they already show this is him in the piano. Like, because he said, I mean, he says at the end, like, oh, I learned a lot in my two weeks in Japan. It's like, you think there would have been, like, a lot more footage than, like, what they actually ended up with. I wonder how, like, yeah, how many hours of footage was used? Yeah. I like this. So the, he lays down on the street and the school kids have to all jump over him. And he says, I'm wearing, because they're all wearing blue hats for some reason. He goes, I'm wearing a blue hat. I'm wearing a blue hat. <laughs> Oh, I was going to bring up... Uh, this little elf favorite, guy? <laughs> one of my favorite bits. My favorite Tom Green bit was always the uh, the fucking... Uh, uh, when, when he goes to the swap meet and he gets the, the used bowling trophy. Oh, yeah, and he goes to the yeah. guy's house. He's like, the champ, the champ. The champ. <laughs> Doug, can you take a picture with me with your with the bowling trophy? Because you're the champ, Doug. Yeah. Which... With that that was ingenious that they found the guy's fucking like house and from the phone book or whatever. But why would That's you ever you donate something like that that had your fucking name on it, your first and last name? It's probably like fucking like he he could have gave it away to somebody that they gave. I mean, I get it. There's some things that are like worthless, kind of, but you just donate them because like then the goodwill or whoever you donate to will look at them and be like, either we can sell this or not. But it's like there's some things like you just know like a personalized bowling trophy with your first and last name on it. Like you can't give that to anybody. You can't reuse that. Like throw that shit in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it was a guy that found it in the trash and just 
yeah. try to resell it to the that could that be too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I I do like the way it ends with like the montage and Tom's voiceover. And he's like he's like, I, I learned a lot my time in Japan. He's like he's like, you know, but it's really nice, uh, MTV, you know, they paid for the trip and the hotel, even though it was a kind of a crappy hotel and even the food. So thanks for the free trip, MTV. This is almost like the same message he, he leaves us with in Friday Got Fingered when he's literally holding a check. He's like, they gave me fucking a million bucks. I bought this. I bought this. I bought a helicopter. And that's all of it. There it is. Easy come, easy go. What a king. King chair. It ends with some fucking uh, him doing stand-up at that fucking pizza pie. Yeah. The, the song he's on. Pizza pie, pizza pie. But yeah, I actually met Tom a couple times. The last time I, I met him, I actually got to talk to him for like three or four minutes. He's a super nice guy. King Chad mm. in real life, just like you would imagine. Very humble. You know? Yeah. You think he'd come on and do a fucking episode with us? He probably would. I haven't talked to him since, let's see, December 26, 2010. But I'm sure he probably remembers me. Yeah, probably. I don't know why he wouldn't. Yeah. You guys are fucking on a first name basis and everything. Yeah, he signed my DVD, so. Dang. Yeah. Was it the Subway Monkey Hour? No, it actually wasn't. I took this other one called. Uh, it was like a compilation of his Canadian ones. Was, I think it was called like Raw mm-hmm. Meats and Rare Treats. And he was looking at. It, he's like, "Where'd you get this?" Because it was like obviously like an older one, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even know if he even knew like they released it or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the way he was looking at it, but yeah. Did you make this? Yeah. He's like, what is this? Pretty much what his reaction was. <laughs> and talked to him. I didn't even know they printed it. I, yeah. I never got paid. The first it. time I met him was just briefly. Um, I mean, you couldn't really even call it meeting. I guess by horror convention standards, it would be meeting. But I went to the taping of the new Tom Green show where like, yeah. you know, where he did like the actual interview show. And I was at the episode where he interviewed uh, Robert England promoting Freddy vs. Jason. And just at the end, like he walked up the stands and shook everybody's hands. And I was like, oh, you going to make another MC Face album? And he like looked at me and he was like, no. He's like, probably not. <laughs> he just walked away. <laughs> no. Yeah. Fucking MC Face. Yeah, I no. love the slaughter you ought to. I know. I love that CD. Like Phil D's loved it too. Because I remember I got it, like, right, like, I ordered it right when uh, the Tom Green show came on MTV, and I looked him up and found out, you know, whatever Canadian shit you could get, and I got the MC face. And I remember, it was, like, uh, just, like, maybe two months later, like, um, I played it for Phil D's, and Phil D's wanted a copy, so he went to order it from the, it was actually, it wasn't even from Tom, it was from a independent record company that put it out. I guess they ran out of copies, and I don't know why they just didn't make more, or maybe Tom didn't want to. But, like, yeah, so uh, Phil D's, he had to pay, like, 50 bucks to, like, get his, like, off eBay, you know what I mean? I wonder if he used that whole Canadian thing where they fucking give you money to make albums, fucking or whatever. Maybe, maybe, yeah. You know what sucks, too? I don't know why, but that's what I wanted Tom to sign that time I went to see him, and I looked, and I couldn't, for some reason, I I, I mean, I found it afterwards, but for some reason, I misplaced that CD. I wanted him him to sign the inside both as MC Face and Tom Green, because he appears as both characters on the CD, but, like, yeah, but, uh... Mm. I still got my DVD signed by him. Fucking that's some keno shit. It is. Very keen shit. It's cool too when you can like meet people and it's like not in like a weird way where it's like you're paying to meet them. I mean I paid to see his comedy show 
that night, but you know what I mean. But didn't you, didn't you go to like a Q and A screening of Freddy Got Finger too? No, no. Oh, I thought you said something. I went to no. The three times I seen him, I went to the taping of his show, and then I went to that comedy show. Oh yeah. That's and right. then, and then like later, like maybe six or seven years, I I, I saw him um, do stand up comedy again at at a Bally's Casino in Las Vegas when I went to Las Vegas. But uh, there was like no meet and greet afterwards. Like you know, most people like talk, you know, like Paulie Shore when he travels around. Like afterwards, like you he signs shit and you buy shit from him. Like Tom didn't do that. Like it might have been just because he was doing a residency thing. Like I, maybe Tom does it because my dad saw Tom do stand up in Louisville, Kentucky. But like maybe the Vegas thing, they just wanted you to like leave and shit. It was like the weirdest fucking thing like I ever fucking went in because like like right before like like. It wasn't like, oh, you could just, like, go into, like, the comedy club part. It was, like, all in this casino. It was in Bally's Casino. And, uh, like, but they only let you in, like, right before the show started. It wasn't like, oh, it was, like, a bar. Like, like you know, or, like, a real comedy club. Like, you can, if you're going to the show that night, you can walk in as early as you want and get drinks. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, I, I bought this, like, uh, giant uh, pina colada. Like, in the casino, in Bally's Casino. It was, like, literally like, 20 feet away from where the comedy club door was. And I bought this big frozen drink and like, I mean, it was huge. And like, I went to walk into the comedy club and they're like, you can't bring that in here. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Cause like, you couldn't even like, you could, it wasn't like I could have like went in and like, I don't know if it was like a thing where maybe the comedy club was like owned by somebody else, but it was in the casino. It was just weird. They're like, no. So like I was like chugging cause it was like the seating was like first comes first serve. So I was chugging this giant, like 32 ounce throat. It was frozen too. It wasn't even like a booze drink where you could just gulp, gulp, gulp. It was like big chunks of ice and shit in it. So mm-hmm. I, I had to kill that shit. And like, it was strong too. Like, I don't even know what's in a pina colada, if it's a rum vodka or whatever. So I chugged that shit. Then I went into see Tom. <laughs> Fucking king. Yeah. It was like the weirdest shit. I was like so shocked. Cause like, Cause like the thing is, is like when you're like in a casino, like like normally you can do whatever you want. Like you can just fucking buy a drink here, bring it in here, walk here. Like as long as you, it's all within the same like casino. You know what I mean? And that was just that was like the weirdest fucking thing that ever happened to me. I was like, okay, I guess I gotta chug this. I was like, do I just throw this away? But I'm like, no, I just paid like twelve bucks for it. You know? Mm-hmm. Buddy, when are we going to do the obvious? When are we going to fucking... We got to address the elephant in the room. When are we going to do the Freddy Got Finger commentary? You know what? I guess soon. Probably before the end of the year. I always wanted to do it. And the only reason I didn't do it was everybody else who's ever done a guest spot on this show. Like, they all wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was, like, a thing where I kept putting it off until, like, I was, like, going to take the time to get, like, five guys on to do it. I was like, how are we going to do this? Like, everybody wanted to do it so bad. Like, there's actually episodes of this show, like, really old ones where everybody, where we brought it up. I'm like, we got to do that. But since then, all those guys have fallen off and don't really talk to me anymore. Oh, yeah. So now just you and me can do it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We can. We can. <laughs> we can. Maybe that would be, like, the Christmas episode. That'd be fucking amazing. Yeah. I would do such a big com. We should do, you know what we should do? We should do the fucking Kickstarter to get a million dollars to get Tom to come do it with us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or the, or the OnlyFans. Yeah. They actually have a Tom Green bio on this. Uh, yeah, the OnlyFans. Weird. They have a Tom Green bio on this DVD. Should I read it to the people? Go for it, baby. And it's in like some really scribbly, like pretend Japanese font. It's kind of racist. <laughs> 
it says Tom Green began his career as a because we need to just like they padded out the subway monkey hour we got to pad this episode out so people don't you know we got to make this episode <laughs> at least an hour or else people are going to be pissed because people would be like is this just like a bonus episode like usually you do at least two episodes a month is this going to be a bonus one because it's so short are you going to do two? it's like no this is a real episode this counts <laughs> 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 oh yeah so yeah i'll pad it out by reading this bio because i don't know if you remember but that was a big thing on early dvds zach is i like, do yeah. they had like director bios actor bios. so yeah filmography yeah so tom green began his career as an amateur stand-up comedian at yuck yucks comedy club in ottawa ontario while taking a television production course at algonquin college green released organized rhyme check the or a rap album under the island records label Two music videos were released with the album, one of which earned the band a Canadian Juno Award nomination. Now I have to click an arrow to read more on the next page. Yeah, it's fucking Juno already. It is. After the release of his album, Green developed and hosted The Midnight Caller, a radio show that aired on the University of Ottawa's... What is this? I guess it's C-H-U-O. I guess that was the name of the radio station, like the call letters. Mm -hmm. Uh, The show was the most popular program on the station for several years. After graduation from college in 1994, Green pitched an idea for a talk show to Rogers Community Television in Ottawa. After only four episodes, the Tom Green show was already hit with viewers. You gotta hit it again. Oh, yeah. The, the Tom Green it's, mythos is fucking blowing my it, mind right now. It is. It, it, when I hit this arrow, too, this is the last page thing, but when I hit this area, uh, or this, this arrow to go forward, it takes like like 30 seconds. I remember that in those old school DVDs. Yeah. So I guess it was supposed to be how the previous head said it was a hit with viewers, and then it just continues, and media like. So viewers and media like liked it. Uh, three years later, MTR Entertainment took Tom and his show to the Comedy Network, where it continued to grow in popularity in Canada. That's like that box set I have is when mm-hmm. he was on the Comedy Network. Uh, Tom Green Mania exploded across the border a year later when MTV picked up his show for the U.S., Green not only stars in the show, but also participates in the writing, editing, and music for the series. Amazing. Fucking mind-blowing. Um, Tom Green has appeared in such films as Superstar, Roadship, Freddy Got Fingered, Charlie's Angels, and Stealing Harvard. Oh, man. The classics. Yeah. The classics. Yeah. They also have a photo gallery on the DVD, but it's literally just stills from, like, the episode of him making faces and doing shit. Shit you've actually seen. It's not even, like, bonus photos. Didn't he do, like, a Disney Channel original movie? Not that I know of. He did one that was, like, just a cheap directed video movie called Bob the Butler with Brooke Shields. I I ran it. It was so bad, baby. It was so bad. Like, Like, it was just one of those movies where, like, the people making it didn't even like try to make it a real movie it was just like there was like no story it was just like kind of like scene after scene of him doing stupid shit there was another one too i can't remember the name of it where he where it was about these sorority girls like i remember Haley duff was in it and like something happened they killed somebody it was another like really low budget you know back when direct to video movies or whatever were like a big thing and he plays mm-hmm. like the cop who investigates the crime and he just like walks in and, like you could tell he's not even taking the movie seriously he just asks stupid questions and shit but a, a, a tom green movie like like he went back to canada like a direct to video one that's actually kind of worth watching is called um i think it's called freezer burn the invasion of laxdale where it's like him and he plays like a former hockey player returning to canada and there's a guy kind of like a stacy girl he hooks up with and like they're in this small town and like these aliens come 
and they start invading it and like crispin glover glover plays like the main alien is like it's actually like like it's not like the best movie you've ever seen or anything but it actually feels like a real like actual comedy movie when you watch it you know what i mean oh yes crispin d glover crispin the man glover i love crispin glover that needs to be one of the hellraiser cinnabites crispin d glover Oh, speaking of one of one of my favorite Tom Green's kids, it's actually the bonus on here, baby, the crotch game, where he mm. where he gets that that elderly uh, foreign guy. Actually, he's not that old, but it, Tom's in that like uh, that big protective like suit, and he, and like they go around town, and like and the guy keeps hitting him in the crotch with a baton, and, and Tom keeps going, it's crotch, 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 hit me in the crotch, and they actually knock on this girl's door, and like they go into her house, and they get into the shower, and he turns the water on, and the guy's laying in the shower with them slapping Tom in the crotch, <laughs> and then the guy's like all rubbing his eyes because the water got in his eyes. It was really fucking weird. We thought you could only do that in America, but fucking yeah. there, Tom Green brought it to the Japanese too. Well, no, this was in Canada. These are just the bonus clips oh. from his old show, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If he would have done that on Subway Monkey Hour, he would be in a Japanese prison forever, probably. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Another good one is grandfather called the ancestors, where he goes to that tribal guy who's like actually just a white guy, and he starts meditating, and oh, doing all those Indian chants, and he's like yeah. closing his eyes, screaming, and Tom just like looking at him like with his mouth like open and shit. <laughs> A lot of the, a lot, yeah, a lot of the early stuff was just Tom finding crazy people, and then Tom like going all glassy eyed and just staring at them while he did weird shit. Mm-hmm. Remember the guy he asked where he was going? He got really mad. Oh yeah, it's on your damn business where I'm, I'm going. going. And he tried to rip the microphone and shit. Yeah, <laughs> there was another one. Like I can't remember. Remember the one where he talks to like the old uh, native lady on the street. And she starts doing like throat singing with with Tom, and like he starts singing along, and they're like, and away we go, and away, and like it just goes on for like five minutes. <laughs> That's one of my favorites too. Yeah, I love that. Way we go, and away we go. Classic. That's all the episode is now. It's like, yeah, you gotta you, you gotta rewatch these bonus scenes that are on this DVD, baby. They're they're classics. I will now. The, the guy so. calling the ancestors, Tom's just giving him the goofiest fucking looks. And sticking mm-hmm. his tongue out when the guy's got his eyes closed and all this weird shit. Oh, yeah. I wonder if anybody likes Tom Green as much as we do right now. Probably not. Probably nobody likes him. That's probably, that's probably why this will be the lowest download. Like, if I thought the, uh, the what was it, the Palookaville episode was going to be low down rated. No, that was the Tom Green Subway Monkey be the low. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> that's the thing. <laughs> I like like uh I like I was telling Bat and uh I was like I think I think I think we did too many come talk episodes. <laughs> we ran away. Like do you ever notice that when you do like the um revival house shit like if you go on a big run of like only talk about come does it increase or decrease the like download numbers? I don't know. I never checked. Yeah. Never checked. We probably should. Maybe, yeah. maybe we should start forming. Like fucking, we should start be more business minded. Yeah. But like I always say, though, like the motto for twenty twenty three with the movie graveyard is Kino wins tonight. And I mean, Kino definitely won by us being the first podcast in the history of internet radio to talk about Tom Green's Subway Monkey Hour. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the the uh, the amount of came 
that, that I knew was going to be here. Like, the fucking exp- expectations, they were fucking astronomical. But and, we have surpassed them. Oh, we have surpassed them. And the thing is, is like, you know, it, it's just going to be taken up another notch because a lot of people, you know, the movie theater industry, getting back to Kino, the movie theater industry has taken a hard time after the, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, the post, uh, the post bug era. Some people on YouTube call because <laughs> they don't want to say the word for some reason. Um, but but Tom Cruise saved the box office last summer with uh, Mission Impossible. Not Mission Impossible. It was it was Top Gun Part Two, and then this mm-hmm. summer they were like, "What's going to be the big movie?" And everybody figured it'd be Mission Impossible because it was Tom Cruise again. But it wasn't. Movie theaters were just getting ready to shut their doors, and then the big hit of the summer came out, Zach, and that was the Haunted Mansion. Yeah. So what's what's with Haunted Mansion grossing billions at the box office and keeping movie theaters like they can't even keep the popcorn inside like the farmers can't even grow the popcorn kernels fast enough to get them to the movie theaters now because Haunted Mansion's playing to pop all the popcorn that everybody wants to eat while they watch Haunted Mansion. So what I'm thinking is when we remake the Tom Green Subway Monkey Hour instead of just putting it on TV the way Tom did, we release it theatrically and it becomes the movie that's going to save the summer box office of either 2024 or 2025, whichever year we get it finished. This pleases me. This idea yeah. you come up with another, a plan B too, or maybe we could just add it in after we just do it right after we fucking, we are good. I think it's time. Tom green fucking, like you said, fucking uh, mission impossible to fucking Maverick. Yeah. That was big. We're going to fucking, uh, now we're gonna have fucking Tom Green come back, and he's gonna save Hollywood. He's gonna make fucking uh, Freddy Got Fingered too. Yeah. And then Freddy Got Fingered. Wait, Freddy versus Jason got fingered. Freddy versus Jason got fingered. It'd be amazing. You got a, a one up it. So Freddy versus Jason, Freddy and Jason are gonna be in the movie. They'll be in it, but like they'll they'll be killed off before the the opening credits are finished. Immediately, yeah. it, it's the same kind of thought as those old. Sequels where fucking yeah. the, the the person who survived the last movie has to die, but fucking and then the rest of the movie is gonna be Tom Green putting shit on microphones and putting them in people's faces. Exactly, and the thing is, like we won't even hire like Kane Hodder, or Robert England. We're just gonna hire those guys from that Merkins YouTube channel that devote their life oh, yeah. <laughs> to playing Freddy Krueger, Jason, Ghostface, and and Pennywise <laughs> as their pubic hair. Yes, that exists. Yeah. That's amazing. I know. I, I have to own every single one of them and collect them all. I know. Me too. Like, I got them all over. The Freddy's pubic fur, I wonder what it looks like. Is it pink? <laughs> is it having stripes? It does, but it's it's really, like, singed, so you have to look closely. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. And it's good, too, that they... um that they uh what do you call it that they they picked a name that was so central to the uh the horror genre for their youtube channel it, ma- it makes perfect sense like if you're if if you, if you know there's like a group of guys who devote their life to paying homage to the classic 1980s uh, horror movie monsters what what would the the cha- name of their channel be it's going to be the merkins right oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking... it's short for americans mm-hmm Speaking of, um, what do you call it? Speaking of like groups, uh, musicians, bands that pay, that pay tribute 
to uh, horror movies with their music. Baby, you ever listen to the Ice Nine Kills? I've heard of them. Yeah. Like, like they, they put out a few albums, but like their albums that got big, the last two albums, is they do the thing, kind of like the Misfits, where they... They they make a song themed around a movie. Like each each song on the album is about a movie. You know what I mean? Mm, okay. Yeah, like I really like them. I start I started listening to their music while on Spotify while I play video games this year, and I actually really got into it. Like at first I couldn't stand them. I don't, it was weird. It was like I couldn't stand them, but the more I listened, I liked it. They they were uh, they did a concert in my town uh, a couple of days ago last Sunday actually, and it was an outdoor concert, and I wanted to go, but there's like two bad things first it was like a like a what do you call it like a fake little festival and they weren't the headliners so like i didn't know how long they would actually play and then it also was outdoors and it was over 100 degrees but because it was because it was like outdoors and it was only like a half mile from my house bb i opened the window and i listened to the concert oh yes i couldn't see the concert but i could hear it so i was like standing by my bedroom window with the window open fucking standing up rocking out singing along to my favorite songs came in Mm -hmm. and they did my yeah they did my favorite song which is about jaws oh yeah yeah i'm trying to think of the misfits version of a jaws song i'm surprised they didn't have one. they didn't have one which is weird because like jaws was probably the biggest horror movie of the time when the misfits came out You'd have to incorporate the fucking theme song somehow. That's what Ice Nine Kills does. They, 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 the song is actually really, it's probably their best song musically and and, uh, lyrically. Um, But then there's like the part where they do like the simulated distress call from the orca and like, and then like he's, the guy's like 15 minutes we're, we're gonna be fucking shark bait and then it's like then there's the part where Jaws attacks and then there's like the song goes dun dun like with the guitar it's like all fuzzy it's like dun 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 but they do a live they always do this thing like they put out a, a live um, video of it too of their concert but they always do this corny thing where they have somebody come out in like a really bad Tom Green <laughs> shark suit and then the lead singer gets the crowd to chant fuck that shark and everybody goes fuck this and i could hear them so like really all over town because like i don't know why like like where it was you could hear this music pretty much all over town because like when they were done playing and the last band of night was playing i went to the gas station like another mile away and i could still hear that concert going on too but yeah so i heard everybody screaming across my fucking um what do you call it? Uh, town going fuck that shark. Fuck. I was just like, what did the old people that live here think when they go outside and they hear people mm. chanting "fuck the shark"? <laughs> yeah, I, agree. I just I just noticed there's trivia for the subway monkey hour. Is there? And the one thing I'm seeing it says most of the people in this film are unaware they are being mocked. Yeah. That's a weird way to say it. That makes it seem worse. Yeah, it makes it worse. But if you don't know you're being mocked, is it is it really bad? Exactly. Yeah, probably like it. I, I would we're like all it. being mo- yeah. Technically, he could play it off like maybe we're all being motherfucking. I think this comedy I'm doing is stupid. And I'm, you're the example I'm setting. Fucking, I'm trying to say, look at you guys for laughing. Exactly. So, yeah. is there anything else you wanted to wrap up? Because summer 2023 is coming to close. I mean, was it really a great, eventful summer for you? The way it's been for everybody else in America. Fucking blistering heat. Yeah, I know. Very lame. It's like uh, it's like the summer went from being hot to being like microwave time. Mm-hmm. 
like regular hot, like you're at the beach, you're stripping down, you're, you, oh, jump in the pool after 20 minutes to cool off. Like now, now it's just like you just go out. I actually got sun rash because I was a dummy. I was, I was doing my exercise walks and I was wearing a, a muscle shirt. And I went out two days in a row wearing the same muscle shirt. And after I came home the second night, I had sun rash on my pasty, the top of my arms. Mm-hmm. Sunburn, I always say. Sun rash is, I've never heard it so good. Well, yeah, it, it was like, because I, I was like, what's wrong with my arms? Like, is it an allergic California. reaction? It's a sun rash. Is a, you get the sunburn, but then you get, like, my, my whole top of my arm was covered in little bubbles, baby. Oh. And they itched. I was like, did I? I was like, I knew what it was, because the whole reason I went out in the muscle shirt to begin with, because I wanted my arms to stop being so pasty, but. Fucking do, do the blisters that are full of pus, are they, are they really full of cane? I don't know. I didn't scratch them open. I actually did what I was supposed to do and rubbed the aloe vera on them for a week till they went away. But I am always tempted to scratch things open. Yeah, me time. too. If it's if it's like a legit zit, I always like rip it open. Yeah. It's so satisfying to watch that fucking cane shoot out of your out of your pebble. You know what's weird is like usually yeah, if it's like a white head, it comes out white and it looks like cane. But like you ever have it where sometimes it comes out and it's like yellow. Hell yes. Yeah. That's like that's real pus. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good shit. It's not fake. <laughs> that's a good shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you know you struck gold, baby. I don't know. That's when you know. You I, I'm trying to think of something like good. I've done this summer, just something. I like. I can't even think about it. It's just like summer is just like an inconvenience now. Like, like when you were in school, you couldn't wait to be in summer and be with your friends. Or like when you're in college, you can't wait for summer to come. So like you and your friends go all to... Um, the college night at the bar and shit and there's always tons of girls like when you're like an adult like summer means nothing it's just hot and sucks mm-hmm. pretty much yeah and like summer like movie going season it's like it just sucks now too because it's like really like you're lucky now like i remember when i was like coming out of high school like yeah, it seemed like there was a new movie you wanted to see like every like weekend, like all the big action movies are coming out with Nicolas Cage and shit. And like now it's just like what even comes out? There's just I don't know, feminine films for people to go see and enjoy and fucking I don't know, douche to use no masculine to. Like do you are you allowed to bring the masculine into the theater with you now when you watch these class these feminized classics? I don't know. The what? <laughs> the masculine that like that bag. When I was a kid there was always commercials for masculine and it was like a, I guess a pre-made douche women would buy and they would squirt in their vaginas. Oh yeah. And then I oh, guess yeah. that would clean it out. Like I don't know. Okay, we got to go see Margot Robbie. Robbie, however you say her name. Yeah. She's like the, the she's named after the lady from uh from Friday the Thirteenth <laughs> series. Oh yeah, Roby. Yeah, I love Roby. I kind of got a crush. I, mean, I had a crush on Roby when I was like a kid, but I kind of got a recrush on her like last year when I bought the DVDs of Friday the Thirteenth. I started watching it and I was like, damn, this chick really is as Stacy as I thought she was. If they ever make a new Wishmaster movie, mm-hmm. there should be a scene where the guy wishes he was fucking Roby and that fucking. Wishmaster pretends like he misheard him and he's fucking Moby. Oh. That would be fucking, that would be a Kino experience. I've actually been to a Moby concert, believe it or not, back when I used to go to like every concert that came to my town back then. Oh, yes. What was it like? It was good. 
Like, I'm not gonna... I even bought some Moby merch. I had a Moby fishing hat for a while. It's a Moby t-shirt. That song he did with Gwen Stefani. Mm. Here we are now going to I think this might have actually been right before that, believe it or not, BB. And that was you met him before he made the classic. Yeah, I think I saw Moby like ninety six or ninety seven. I think maybe that song was like ninety eight. It might have been your meeting that inspired him to write that song. Yeah. I think the one concert I can't believe I went to was Ben Folds Five, where he just played the piano. I mean, they played rock, but he was the guy was just sitting there playing a piano the whole time. Oh yeah, it wasn't bad. Like I mean, I don't mean to shit on it, but. It just was interesting, like, but that was back then, like, in the days, like, it'd be, like, during, like, like really any time of the year, not even summertime, but, like, if my dad was off work and there was somebody playing in town, it'd be like, oh, you want to go see what, it'd, it'd even be people that, like, we wouldn't even listen to or have any CDs of, it'd just be like, oh, let's just go to the show, see what it's like, because <laughs> mm-hmm. it'd just be, like, 25 bucks to get in, it wouldn't even be a big deal, you know what I mean? I do. Yeah, like, not, like, now, like... Like, uh, when I have Skype meetings, like, team meetings at work, like, it's mm-hmm. just always people, like, uh, in disbelief that people pay, like, four grand to go see Taylor Swift, and I'm just kind of, I just sit there quiet, and I'm just like, yeah, you don't have to, though. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody's making you. Like, I mean, you could go probably spend, what, two grand to see Metallica, but, like, you don't have to. You can just go see somebody who's, like, better. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. Fucking mood. Do it, don't do it. Yeah. Fucking. You should be spending 40 bucks to go see Death Grips like I did. Yeah, I saw you went to see Death Grips, baby. How was that? It was fucking. That was insane. It was was kind of like one. It was like a top tier kind of a concert experience because it was like fucking. I went in and it was like. uh, We all went in. It was like fucking. there was no opener. Right. Those are the best shows when there's no opener and they just start playing early. Exactly. They just fucking, there was no intro. They just started playing songs. <laughs> and there was no banter whatsoever to like, the crowd. Like when they came out like and they like were picking up their guitars and strapping them on and shit. Were they just like talking to each other in full view of everybody else and shit and just didn't care? Like, like not even caring that there was like a crowd of people there. Pretty much. It looked like you were close to the stage, though. Was it like a small venue, or what was it? Fucking, it was about a thousand people. Oh, that's actually a lot. Yeah, I thought it was like a little bar that fit like three or four hundred people. It was fucking. It, it was. It was a big place. And fucking like, one like around the time I was like, man, I'm really fucking sore. It, it, it was over. And yeah. they, they didn't say anything. It was they just walked off they stage. Walked, it was just, like you didn't even know if an encore was coming. They just left. It's like shrouded in fucking like mysticism because it's just like, are they breaking up? Because <laughs> they, they put out an album and then just disappeared off the face of the earth. Really? <laughs> you, you, you know who uh, who I really want to go see, and hopefully you and me can go see him together. Is we need to go see our boy when he plays with the Locust. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. That's like the one band I would pay a thousand dollars to go see. Logos? I thought you didn't like yeah. them. Yeah, I mean, they're terrible, but I mean, how <laughs> often can you experience something like that? Exactly. 
Because when, when, when our boy went solo and then he was doing all those gay songs about shitting out cum and all that, and then he disappointed us by he came out and said he's never lived a gay lifestyle. Like, I was like, okay, you need to go back to the locust then. Because, I mean, I don't, I don't want to hear, like, if you're going to talk about uh, cum and shitting out AIDS, blood, and all that shit he was singing about in that one song, you kind of need to be living that life, in my opinion. <laughs> Did you see Vinegar Syndrome is putting out a, a documentary about him? No, uh, I saw. I, I knew there was a documentary about him, but I didn't know vinegar. Did you see Vinegar Syndrome? Like they had to make a, a new website to put their porno onto. Oh yes, they had to separate their porn legally from their their other shit, so they could keep getting uh those PG films from MGM and Sony or whoever the fuck they were from. Mm. Yeah, because they were like, we don't want a porn company to to put out Roadhouse. It all it all started with Roadhouse, and they're like, okay, we get we need to legally because Vinegar Syndrome made a big deal about being so raunchy and all this shit. Now now like they're not even a porn company anymore. What are they called? Is the porno brand changed slightly, like Scream Factory? No, it's even worse. It's like on a separate website, and it's it, it, I don't even understand where this word comes. It's called like Mamusi. It's like M E M U I S I N E. I was like, what is this shit? And it's got like this weird bootleg, almost like Starbucks looking logo of like this uh, mermaid looking chick, and it's like a blue logo. It's really fucking whack. Mamusi. It's like Mamusi or some shit, yeah. Or maybe it's Mamuzine. I don't know. It's just really fucking whack. Like, Ushi. even though it's just a, a porno website where you just buy all their porno releases, they're still trying to like make it like somehow artsy or something. Like, I don't get it at all. I would have just like substituted vinegar for cum. cum yeah, syndrome. cum syndrome, yeah. I would have Or I just would have called it vinegar cum, yeah. And you like you you know like instead of that lady with her leg that fills up yellow, like you just show like a vinegar bottle that sh- that fills up with white. Or they they give you like one of the the power ups you get in Mario Mario yeah. Kart or something. Like, oh, yeah. vinegar gum. Vinegar gum. Who's eh. vinegar gum at you? <laughs> you can't drive for five minutes. Mm-mm. And like you get hit with that shit and you go all wonky and start driving sideways and all that shit. It, it, it makes your glasses streak and you're like, I can't see. Yeah. Yeah. Not your glasses, it's your windshield. It's funny that everybody loves Mario Kart so much. The first Mario Kart I had was actually, believe it or not, for 3DS because I didn't play Nintendo games for a long time. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. And like, it was like my favorite game for 3DS. And then I, um, when I got, what is it called? Switch? When I got that, I bought Mario Kart 8. And I was like, oh, this would even be better. It was Mario Kart on the big TV. It didn't play the same. It was weird. I was like, I didn't like it. It was just boring. It's weird. It wasn't as fun for some reason not playing in 3D, you know, tiny little screen. But but now Nintendo is going to put Disney out of business, baby. Do you see that Mario Brothers movie? They're like 1.5 billions. Oh, yes. They're t- Mario's taking over. Because, you know, like Mario has such a rich historically has such a rich background in history and mythology around it of the guy jumping on the fucking turtle shells that you know nobody don't can compete shit. with that yeah don't talk shit about the mario bros man fucking mario brothers uh, mario mario and luigi mario we all know what the real film is we all know where the kino lies we're with the bob hoskins yeah oh yeah well that that was made in the gritty shadow of batman 1989 by tim burton made in that yeah, mold yeah Nothing about the video game insight and the plot. By the way, how are they the Mario Bros when only one of them is named Mario? 
Exactly. They fucking told us we had to know, and fucking Mario's name is Mario Mario. And, <laughs> and also, other Luigi two, Mario. you hardly ever see Luigi in comparison, which ever since I was a kid, I always liked Luigi better for some reason. But, like, yeah, them fuckers are hardly ever side by side. Even when you get the games, like the newer games where they have, like, story and shit, like, if you do play as Luigi for a bit, he's always, like, on his own separate, like, little shit. You, like, you never see them, like, running two by two right next to each other. That's why, uh, that's because John Leguizamo and Bob Hoss has actually hated each other in real life. Yeah. Who who would you rather? <laughs> I don't even know if I want to ask this. <laughs> who do you think would do a better job of actually making, like, I'm not saying who's physically more attractive, but who, who would actually uh, make you come harder, Princess Peach or the Mushroom guy? Was his name Toadstool with the mushroom head? Is, is that where he keeps all his cane up in that hat? Oh, that's it drains out of there when he comes. It's like a big tank. Hey, remember that was the cum brain uh, cartoon guy where he had the big head that was swollen because he retentioned oh, yeah. all his semen. Hell yes, fucking all those semen retention guys out there fucking yeah. uh they'll tell you the truth it gives you special powers basically uh, yeah Not i meant to it. watch it i didn't get around to watch it i don't know if i can ever find it on youtube again but there is this one video and like the graphic was like a guy standing in front of a woman and she was like kind of leaning in and the the tagline or the quote of the video was she will smell the retention on you <laughs> can smell she can smell what's in your balls now like it's like do you just like are these guys not wearing any cologne or anything because they're really you know with any good body wash in the shower because they just want to make sure that women from miles away can smell the packed up semen inside (laughs) that might be what they're telling them to do that might be why they're not having success yeah that could be why yeah i don't know this has devolved really low from the subway monkey we need to kill this now before uh it grows you know, to at least it's a feature length commentary. It is now. That's right. We yeah. got it there, baby. We're about to hit ninety minutes. Yeah, I didn't think we could get it there. I was just trying to go. I was like hoping like seventy two minutes. Yeah. But I'm looking at the counter now. It's like a one twenty nine fourteen seconds. I was like another twenty seconds. We'll we'll be able to say this is a ninety minute show, baby. That would suck if we found out that talking about cum does make people like like tune out. I'm listen. sure it did. I'm sure it did. Because the more we because went heavy on it, the the less they listen. Fucking the the, the uh, that means that our, our idea for our shoot spinoff podcast, Big Cum, would never yeah. last. Probably it wouldn't. But you know, if we had Elon Musk making a podcast about cum, then all of a sudden everybody would get real interested real quick, wouldn't they? Exactly. Like, oh, he's a Danish guy with a slight autism talking about cum. He must be a genius. Oh, exactly. fucking cowards! Cowards, come at me, cowards! Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know who's coming at me? There's those guys on uh, YouTube. I showed his comments. <laughs> And they want to come at you hard, but then when you very lightly slap back, then all of a sudden they want they want you to know the truth of their uh, diagnosis. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> our boy, our boy is talking about a guy who tried to use his autism yeah. as a reason for why you can't criticize what he said. Fucking, yeah. that is a Chad move. That's the ultimate Chad cheat code. Yeah, it's so awesome. I said I said the animation didn't look good. Like not by the way, not on this guy's video. Not on anything to do with this guy. On another channel, 
the guy was saying like the guy made a video and he was like talking about the new Ninja Turtles cartoon. He's like, "Do you like it? Do you think it looks good?" And I was like, "I don't." I was like, "I'm an original fan and I don't like the animation style. It doesn't look good. It, it looks cheap." And then this guy came on, like, like not even on. He didn't even reply to my comment on that video. He went to my channel. He tracked me down. He stalked <laughs> me. He went to a video that had nothing to do with anything, and he's like, "You have the nerve." To say Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle animation looks cheap, you're cheap, which I don't even know what that means, and I and I can't remember exactly what I said, but it, like I didn't like come back and insult the guy. I was just like, I was like, yeah, it doesn't look good, whatever. I was like, it just doesn't scream like you know high budget animation. It look good, and then like like whatever I said, like the guy was like, well, I should have you know that I'm autistic and I'm chasing my dreams of being an animator. And then I replied, just like, oh, that's great to hear. I'm, I'm glad you're going after your dream, whatever. But it's like, I've noticed that because it's not the first time I run into people that say really rude shit. And then when you acknowledge them and like, I wasn't even like coming at the guy responding with a personal attack. I mean, he personally attacked me, but I didn't really care. I don't get upset like that. But I was just saying like, hey, you know, whatever, your opinion is your opinion. And then like, well, you know, you can't really argue with me because I'm autistic. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. So it's like, I know there's different levels of autism and I don't mean to make light of it whatsoever. But what I think they're that, being sarcastic and it's just really hard to like, they're just acknowledging like, oh, yeah, I was just I was being a little over oversensitive yeah. when I did. <laughs> And we just don't. It's, it wouldn't be the first time somebody on YouTube come back to me and say, "Well, no, I just need you to understand I'm on to go." Okay, great. Like once we know that, all of a sudden we have common ground and we won't fight anymore. Like I don't, I don't get it at all. Like I, fe- I, I feel like you can be autistic and still be a nice person. Like you can be, but maybe they're saying it's a spectrum, though. Yeah. That's not the, I don't know. Like, like wouldn't that be funny if like doctors like didn't understand autism at all? Like they thought the spectrum was like 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 high functioning autism low functioning autism like it has nothing to do with that it just has to do like the spectrum of how much of an asshole you are oh yeah possible yeah oh yeah but either way we can't delve any lower than that we've talked about came we've made fun it goes of it. full circle we were yeah. talking about the very thing that fucking our boy Tom Green suffers from yeah autism. exactly the, th- <laughs> the thing that made him who he was and developed his humor and we brought it back oh yeah yeah. All right then, uh, Zach. I, want, I guess we should say the genesis of this whole Subway Monkey Hour was I got a text, not a text, but a, what, a Facebook uh, thing. Um, oh, it, yeah. it was just a photo of your DVD copy that said "Commentary Win," and then I said "Very soon," and then I drug my fucking feet for like a month and a half. But then we made. It. But then, like after with no warning at all, I just asked Zach yesterday you want to do it <laughs> and then he said yeah oh. i gotta do it tomorrow i'm like okay great let's do it <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah I, 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 I love how like i gaslit you i i strung you along for 90 days almost and then when i i asked you to to jump you said anything for the subway monkey <laughs> Exactly. It was fucking the subway, the monkey. Subway monkey hour, yeah. And, and it's an hour long, so it's like 30 minutes of subway, 30 yep. minutes of monkey. And it's kind of like they tell you exactly what you get right in there. Exactly. Except for the fact that an hour isn't 50 minutes. No, it's not. So anyway, Zach, thank you for the inspiration for this great episode and making another dream come true of mine of talking about Tom Green's Subway Monkey Hour in Japan. Loved it. It's a classic piece of cinema that everybody should... Uh, I think probably like uh, the, the modern filmmaking masters 
like Christopher Nolan and Greta Gerwig should study this piece of Kino to, to find out what their next big hit is going to be inspired from. This will humble them so fucking much if they just have this plopped in front of them. It will bring those those fucking cowards to their knees. Exactly. They would probably go off on a fucking at least eight-year retreat to fucking restudy everything they thought they knew. Exactly. All right, then. So that's it. Uh, We hope your summer is wrapping up nicely. Let's go into fall. Let's get ready for Halloween. Like, yeah. like I want to get like a implant. Like you know how people get like weird microchips implanted in their hands now. I want like a a fucking like old school LED digital watch, like just slightly under my skin on the inside of my wrist, that has a countdown of like nonstop of like when the next Halloween is going to be. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Because I I feel like August first comes and then like people on facebook they start telling you like oh only 122 days till halloween like is halloween really that great every year i mean it's my favorite holiday don't get me wrong but does it live up to the hype every year i think it does because i really like buying six bags of candy every year and having uh, exactly zero trick-or-treaters come even a bad halloween is still a a pretty good day it's hard to have a bad halloween yeah like a bad shitty like, the worst Halloween you've ever had is still better than the day your kids were born. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, I agree with that. So anyway, we want to thank you guys for listening. We'll see you uh, soon in the fall when the leaves start to change. And we'll catch you back here in the autumn hours, or autumn weeks, whatever they fucking are. Whatever measure of time that autumn gets slammed into by the cowards. Mm -hmm. that uh, decide these things. We'll see you back here in the movie graveyard. Dog. Speaking of which, the last episode we did, Zach, I robbed the people of the donk because for some reason I I hit the stop recording button like right as you were like, duh. And I was just like, (laughs) fuck. And I was like, do I I loop in a fake one like I did one time when you forgot to do it? I was like, no, I'll just rob them of it. (laughs) That's, That's probably the, it's not even the come talk. That's probably the real reason people stop listening. Oh, yeah, probably. All right.